like that. Well, you're going to put everyone to sleep because it's episode 128 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. Are we recorded right now? Yeah, I caught that yawn right ah, in the beginning. <laughs> that's really nice. Thanks for that. <laughs> hope, hope everyone's doing awesome. Um, it's finally, Woo! it's finally nice outside where we live too. So I've been spending it a is. bunch of time outside. Um, yeah. We were outside this evening, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, your mom and I went to the store tonight before. Oh, exciting! Oh, and we got she bought beach towels. Oh, well, exciting! I am going to the damn beach for two and a half months. Two and a half months. <laughs> well, I. Oh, um, you need beach towels now for? We bought They're some. On sale. We bought some whenever oh. we booked our beach trip, and um, um, I got them from Amazon though because I don't want to leave. I didn't want to go shopping. Yeah. And they already showed up. We're good to go. Oh, one exciting thing, Dad. Yeah. I did this uh, tonight. I'm going to do the other one when we're done with this podcast. I, you know that deep cleaner i have for the floors yeah i bought one for the cat for upholstery yeah and i deep cleaned the couches yeah oh my god yeah you would not believe the take out fingernail polish yeah well that came out i used (laughs) i used fingernail polish remover for that Uh, what do you know of all things But for days you you would not our granddaughter oh my god uh, so we own we bought like two years ago my wife and i bought Nice, brand new couches, like nice ones. We spent a little bit of money on them. We wanted to get something nice. They're leather. No, they're not. Well, whatever they Well, they're leather on the sides, but they're nice. Nice It's nice. They're nice. Yeah, yeah. We we had hand-me-down couches forever, and then finally we're like tired of looking at them, so we went and bought... Well, we were tired of looking at them, then we put a couch cover on it, and then the dog jumps on it, and the couch cover falls half off, and it looks like hell. So we went and bought nice couches. Anyways, my daughter painted... The whole one cushion with fingernail polish one night. And I about had a coronary. I was so mad. But what can you do? She didn't know any better. Um, she was painting. She was all happy about it. But uh, <laughs> it came out with fingernail polish remover. Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell. But I bought a deep cleaner just for upholstery. Oh, okay. Um, from Bissell, and I did it tonight. I did the one couch. You would yeah. not. I'm, I called it butt juice because the kids were wondering. The kids are wondering what that brown crap that was coming out of the couch was. And even for, <laughs> I said, what? I said it's butt juice. Butt it's, juice. It said it's from your dirty butts sitting on the couch. But I was like, even though they're only two years old, we got a dog. Yeah. We sit on them. You know, I'm yeah. coming in from outside. The kids are dirty. Sure. They sit on them. There's so much dirt on those couches, and they're only two years old. It grosses you out just to think about yeah. it. And I'm like, ew, I lay my head on this thing. Like, ugh. Yeah. So now they're all clean. But anyways, nice. I just wanted to put that in there. Well, that's cool. So I'm sure everybody wants to get one now. Yeah, get the butt juice out of your couch. Butt <laughs> juice. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's so funny. It's like the yeah. stuff that comes out of the floor, the brown stuff, when you yeah, deep clean yeah. your floors and you think your floor, right. you think your floors are clean until you use one of those things and you're like, oh my right. God. Yeah, it's your toe jam juice. Oh, it's gross. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's worse. That's more disgusting. <laughs> so anyways, let's talk about some modeling now. Um, Please. <laughs> oh, so, um... I think what I'm going to do, it was inspired by Scott Horgan. Uh, I'm going to start sharing once a week one of our old episodes midway through the week. 
Ah, yeah, like so you got, did with episode twelve this week. Yeah, I mean, we have so many. This was on. This that is was number hilarious. That was a good episode. That's one when the cat got in the closet. And then no, that that was a different one. Twelve. Oh, the cat got in the closet. That was eight. Was that eight? And twelve was wow. the jeweler's nipple. Oh yeah, yeah, the jeweler's nipples. <laughs> that's still funny man so but um yep you know the hell was i thinking that day you tried to say nippers that's right (laughs) but um so once a week i'm gonna just share like a throwback episode that was usually when we first started this i usually had a i usually that was back when i usually had a couple in me before we got started so i don't do that (laughs) that much anymore now yeah but, yeah, but it made yeah. for some entertainment. And the cat and the dog, we don't let them in the room anymore. But I'm going to start sharing. I almost a- left the door open tonight just to see if the dog would come in and do oh, yeah. something. But you can't force yeah. it. You can't force the noise. You can't nah. force it, the craziness. But yeah, it's got to um, be. It's got to be. I, um, I'm going to start to share old throwback episodes halfway through the week because I forget about half of them too. Right. And then people, other listeners are listening and they share something funny from a year or two ago. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, I forgot we even talked about that. So, um, yeah, just to get you through for some entertainment value, if you're looking to re-listen to some, I'm going to share one a week uh, about like yeah. Monday or Tuesday just to get you, ha- get you through the week. But cool. uh, anyways, so, so let's dig into it now. Dig into it. We got so since our last episode when it was just us, we've done a little yeah. bit more on our models. Last week we had Matt on. Um, yeah, I'm working on that rail scale models model, mm-hmm. and uh, I hand painted those brick walls. Right. Well, you saw the picture of them. They look, I, I they, thought it turned out look, all right. It doesn't. You cannot tell that's a plastic wall. So I got like the only the only downside is I did two of them that night. Yeah, and it's been like a week, and now I got to remember how I did the those two because I wanted the match. I got eight more to do. You'll so, be able to figure that out. I know, I but when well, you know when you don't put it, you put them down for a little bit, and you come back, you're like, oh shoot, now I got to do it. Yeah, which paint did I use yeah. next? You know, because you know. mixed a bunch of paints. You painted some individual I bricks. I used eleven colors on that wall, and that's what it takes. I mean, when you get quality brick on, whether you're doing it on laser cut wood or if you're doing it on the plastic mo- injection molded plastic uh-huh. um, models or um, any brick you know, however any brick or stonework or whatever the more colors that you use I even that, used some unconventional colors um, yeah I kind of called you before I started painting that night just to ask you about how I, you did it because you did it on that um, that uh, yeah, deep, I saw the, some pink in there even you did it on that um uh, what are the name of those hydrocal kits? Uh, oh, that, yeah, yeah. The Art Deco. Was, not Art Deco. No, Art Deco. Yeah, it wasn't Art Deco. Is that the name of them? Yeah, but that one I used only two different colors. But still, you that. had a, you, yeah. you used a much brighter orange than I would have expected, and it turned out better than I thought it would. Right, right. So I ended up using the... I used the. I still use the traditional brick color, red brick. Right. And uh, brick, whatever, brick red from Apple Barrel. I had that. And right. uh, I used some dark browns. Mm-hmm. I used, um, I have them here. I have them in order on my tray from what I started with. So I was smart yeah. when I did it. I put them in order in line. So I know next time to start on the right-hand side, work my way across with the colors. Right. Um, but I started with 
uh, I primed them. When you do that, what did you prime them with? What color did you prime it? White. Oh, okay. Because I dry brushed everything, and I wanted that Uh, white to stay underneath. I see. So I dry brushed the the brick faces with a bunch of different colors. Uh Uh-huh. That way, lightly. Now, some paint did still get into the mortar, but when you look at an old brick building, you don't necessarily see all of the mortar you know some of the mortar yeah. gets darker and it ages and it blends with the some brick of it crumbles up and falls out yeah so i yeah. wasn't too upset but i wanted some of that white mortar to show through that way later i didn't have to go back over and put mortar back in it was already in right. the base coat sure so then i then i dry brushed it with something i didn't even know how this was going to look i used harvest orange from apple barrel it's like okay. a pumpkin color huh and i'm like this is going to be either awesome or really bad but i figured i was going to cover it up with enough other darker colors on top that it would give it that really nice base like undertone orangey brick color and it turned out good it turned out excellent so i did that i I did that and then i slowly dry brush i did a harvest orange then i I dry brush lightly barn red and brick Mm -hmm. red over top of it Okay. And then I started working with some um, dark browns, like bittersweet chocolate, in a couple spots, like just to age the. Sometimes you'll see patches of brick that are just darker. Yeah, like random. They, they get some of that black, moldy mildew on them. Yeah. Not random, like patches. Okay, like, yeah, patches. You know, like you'll see an area of a building that just has a darker number of bricks that are darker. Yeah. So like I, they grabbed out of a different barrel or a uh, wheelbarrow. Yeah, that, yeah, that or there's like some moisture on the wall and it made that right. black mildew oh, on it. Um, sure. There's a lot of aging, you know, just bricks are very porous, so they soak yeah, up well, a lot of dirt. True. Um, so I did that, and then I followed it up brick by brick with some unconventional colors. And uh, these are the ones that got really fun. I uh, used, um, this one's not too unconventional, but Ceram Coat Brown Iron Oxide that you gave me. Okay, yeah. I used coral, like a pinkish coral. Oh, yeah. Only on yeah. a few bricks, but a couple of them. Yeah, you don't want to overdo that, but yeah, because I've used pink already. On the entirety, in the on the entirety of each wall, I probably only used it maybe ten bricks. Right, but there's yeah, you know you there's thousands of bricks in a wall. Right, and I only used like ten bricks. I just hit a couple. If you look at if you look at some bricks on a regular wall, yeah. you will see some pinkish color bricks on walls. Yeah, yeah. So I did that, and then the next ones I used were some terracottas. Mm-hmm. Bricks, and then I did. Um, I used some flesh color on flesh, a couple, ooh, yeah, and then uh, it's called terra coral. It's a coral pink. Uh huh. I have some of that. I did that, and then the last one. I and then I just right here, the last one I went over with was um, khaki. I did a couple khaki color, not a lot. I'm just looking at my terra coral right now when you said that, and I pulled the bottle and I'm looking at it. And it Americana. Honestly, yeah, Americana. Yeah. I got it on clear somewhere. I haven't even used it. Well, I'm going to have to use this one because this one does have that. It's not like bright pink. No, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a dulled down pink. It's a very dull pink. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you could actually probably even do, um, you could do some cool things with that pink. Oh yeah. More, more than just for brick, I'm guessing, but I don't know. We'll figure out how to use that at a couple spots, but yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's what, that's what I did. I put 11 different colors on my wall. Uh, so it's going to turn out to be pretty awesome. I'm excited to see how that one comes around. But Oh, yeah. So I did that. What else are you working on? And then I'm going to talk about... Well, you did you did a bunch of other stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so for the endless 
terminal kit, it seems like. I'm I'm finally wrapping this son of a bitch up. I'm uh, <laughs> it's so much. It looks so good though, man. So now all the buildings are done, minus the detail parts. Um, right. And there's a, a few things like the cupola on top of uh, Caswell shoes. I didn't do that because I don't want to break it off when I'm. I'm going to do that at the end. Yeah. I'm reaching over stuff. I don't want to break it. Moving things around. So like the hoists and there's some cr- like little pulleys and stuff to go on the outside of the building and some lamps that go on outside yeah. of the buildings. I'm not putting them on until I'm ready to put the building down. Yeah, well that makes sense because I'm going to break them. I'm moving them around right now, positioning things, and I don't want any delicate parts. I don't want them to break off. Yeah, until and then, you get to that point and you got them permanently yeah. in place, so then that's when you want to do. They're it. coming up though. They're coming. This when right. you're down here tomorrow, I'm going to be doing that. Um, okay. I got. Uh, yeah, we'll have a big session tomorrow. Man. I got all the. I did a lot of dirt. So this is an interesting. <laughs> Whoa! Woo! Woo! Whoa! Man. Got my face mask. I got some of that on me over here. <laughs> I gotta Damn, put where did that those, come from? One of those sp- allergies right now. I got an oak tree out here. It's driving me nuts. I know. My car has a yellow covering yeah. on it. Yeah. I, uh, the pollen's insane. You got a maple it tree. Not too bad, but now it's bad. There you go. You got a big maple. Yeah, I know. That maple's it's, nasty bastard. You said oak. Too. Oh, I, did I say oak? That maple tree is as big around as my car. You can't. Three people can't reach around the base of that and, and on the trunk and touch hands. That thing's got to be a hundred years old. Yep. Oh yeah, that thing's monstrous. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's a major shade, but if a one section I gets hit by lightning, I'm a dead man. <laughs> it's gonna hit my house. You know? uh, but I, 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 we, we've had it. We've had it trimmed back a few times. But, yeah. You know, well, so, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so this is an interesting scene because I'm doing a lot, I'm going to do a lot of concrete, but there's also that one whole half or that one whole third, maybe of the whole scene that goes around the livery and the, um, market. Right. And the barn that's, that we've now attached to the market that wasn't originally with that kit that kind of needs that, it kind of needs that like dirt, um, like a dirt surrounding, I think. Right. I can't put I can't put the livery around concrete. Well, you can put a little concrete here and there. I do, I do. I have the road it's going. It's a livery. You got to keep in mind, it's a livery in the city. It's a livery in the city, but I also have stables that go right, around right. it. So I That's need, and there's a lot of livestock coming in and out. So, yeah, you know, there's more dirt and grass around those two buildings than the, right. the rest of them. So it's kind of going to be like a little miniature one tiny city block yeah. in the middle of a city that has probably more dirt than the rest of the entire city you'll have all together. Right. Yeah. It's stuck right in the middle of the city. Cool. So I, that's okay. Cause it's, you know, it's a place right along the tracks where the livestock yeah. are going to be loaded and unloaded and there's, there's pens for animals. Yeah. Um, so th- I need, I need some dirt and with the, with the dirts that are going to be in the pens, you know, it's going to get tracked in and out and, Sure. So there needs to be some dirt around there. I think that's a great idea. So anyways, I got all that done. I put some static grass around it. That building is done. You cannot move it. It's down. Yeah. Um, I started doing the dirt and scenery around. It's like half dirt, half road, half concrete, I mean, around the market, which was Chuck's Meats. Yeah. The barn part of the market now, the additional part. Sure. I have all the dirt done around that. 
Um, that's dry tonight. So now I can put static grass and everything down around that. I'll probably do that a little bit tonight. Um, so that's ready to roll. And, yeah. uh, the next thing I'll probably start doing is, uh, the other side of the layout where the canal street market is where the, uh, garages and the trolley barn tavern. So that'll be up the other side. That's a lot of sidewalk, a lot of roads. So. Yeah, I mean, we're buzzing along on that thing now, finally. Now. I also did, uh, yeah, I also okay. did some uh, um, asphalt around the front end of it, which will be interesting because I'm mixing, I'm going to mix a, an asphalt road with concrete. Okay. So, you know, the asphalt road will just be that strip in front. It'll be paved. Right. And then where it starts going up the hills is all concrete roads. So there'll be two types of roads that meet right there. Ah. And I think I know how I'm going to meet, how I'm going to join them. Right now, they just end. Like, the concrete ends right at the asphalt. But what I'm going to do is get some uh, black acrylic paint and mix it with Elmer's. Yeah. And then put a little line, a tar line, where they they join. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, where you see roads meet? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that tar line down so that way it's where they sealed the two roads where they connected. Right. That way, there's a in, that way there's a transition too between the roads. It doesn't just end. Yeah. So, good point. But yeah, that's what I got going on. Um, nice. And then I got all those animals you gave me too to put around the livery tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they're fun to paint too. Something different to paint. Well, well painting the horses and stuff. Half of them you painted already. I know, but still. But so I, mean, I got a bunch that aren't. I got that done. Um, Ooh, I ordered some new stuff from Best Trains. Yeah, let me get what did you order? Quick. Hang on, let me get them. Where'd I put them? Well, no, we'll wait oh, for him. Here we go. What? I got them right here. <laughs> All right, I got some cool stuff. Not a lot, but a little bit. I got some, uh, I got two packs of chickens. Two packs of chickens? I so, get that at the grocery store. I got 20 chickens. To paint, and that'll go with another building that I purchased from Best, which yeah. was the. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, the chicken coop. Best is Ballinger Edge. If you guys don't know what Best Trains is, it's Ballinger Edgeley scale trains. Yeah, um, Brian and Joe Ballinger. Yeah, they, they have some great castings, and they're cheap. Yep. He just shared a thing on his page there. You get a you get a pack of castings. All their castings are four dollars and ninety five cents. Yeah, all of them. Yep. And so, they have, like, a catalog full of stuff. Which is great because they're affordable, but it's bad because they're only $4.95. So you, know, add you, a, load up. you add a bunch to your cart, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I didn't realize See, I had that I'm much. I'm going to bring castings down that I have. I got a boxes full of stuff. Yeah. And I want you to look through them when I come down tomorrow, and you could, you know, for some things that you think you might be able to use, let yeah. me know. I got shit stockpiled right now. All right. Okay. So, well, we'll go through them. So yeah. to go with the chickens, I bought the um, kit from them. It's called Just the Basics, and they yeah. have a whole line of kits that are twenty bucks. We talked about them on the on the show before. Um, I got the fattening pen for the chickens. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That's gonna, a cool little kit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that near the uh, the livery. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Near the market, near the Canal Street Market and the livery, just because I think, you know, I got cows and horses, and 
it's a place that's selling other, you know, the market and the livery are a place for commerce and trade. And why not put a chicken pen beside it where they could also be selling chickens? So, Ooh, I got a thing that has trays of meat. Yeah, bring that over. We'll put all that in front of that market. Yeah, guess where I got that? Ballinger Edgerly. That's right. They got amazing stuff. And I also got... So that's the chickens go with the, the fattening pen. And that's going to be a fun little project. The fattening pen's tiny. It's only uh, three inches by five-eighths wide. Right. So I can squeeze that thing in anywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, Scott yeah. Perry, I hope you saved that line. I can squeeze that thing in anywhere. I can squeeze that thing in anywhere. I like how Scott puts up a quote <laughs> of the week. That'll be the quote he of the does. week. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't cool if you pick your own quote of the week, though. The listeners have to pick. No, but I didn't try that. It just came out. But uh, okay. uh, we should do like a so the local radio station around us does a does a um, what time did he say that? And they pick oh, yeah. out they pick out like out of context quotes, and they'll play uh, them later, like things that are funny when you cut them out of a context. Okay. So that'd be funny. We'll get That's Scott to we'll get Scott to pick those things out for us. Anyways, cool. in addition to that, I got the one that you liked, the kit that you had a uh, a hard on for from Just the Basics, the Texas Truckers Association gas station. Oh, I thought that was cool. So we got that too. Um, yep. So that's another little guy. We can put that pretty much anywhere in the whole layout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a few other castings just for fun because I thought they were too cool and I had to have them. I got some hanging meat. Those ones I'm obviously going to put near the market. Um, I got piles of that stuff. It needs to get painted. I know. I got you know, some. You buy it and we buy it and we stick it in the box. Going, I'm going to use that. Well, see and the ones, the ones the that box, I got. I have a specific. It use. I bought these ones with a specific plan to go with buildings I'm working on right now. Right, me too. But I, I just don't have them done. Well, anyways, know? I also got a um, four pack of soda vending machines. Oh, because. I don't think a city can have too many vending machines. Yeah. I mean, those we could put in front of like literally any shop. That's any a great of, idea. Any of our buildings and bars and stuff we already have, we can the, Oh yeah. We could put them in front of everything. The the like the, the you made the hot dog stand, we could put one in front of that. I mean, yeah. we can put them anywhere. They can go anywhere. And I got oh, yeah. the um an up an upright piano. Like oh, a, I had that. No, well, two of them. Oh, whatever. No, I don't have the upright. I have the holiday piano. He has one called the holiday piano. Okay. Did you see that? I don't know what No, the I didn't. Ever. It's a piano. Well, you only play that one on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a wreath on the front. So a what? A wreath? I got a wreath on the front of the piano. I I, I haven't painted it yet, but huh. I, I, I was at the show in Timonium when they were there setting up, and I was grabbing stuff at the end. Well, they were tearing down at the end of the day. Do you have any cats? Huh? Do you have any cats? Do I have any, I have a cat. He gets he gets in the closet. No, I mean, uh, do you have any cats like castings? I think I have a couple. Yes, because they'd be fun. Yeah, they, mean, they the might market. be fun to put around the market. If there's meat and stuff hanging around, you might have a the couple fish. of stray cats. Remember when? Yeah, I love fish. I love cats. <laughs> I love fish. I love fish. I love fish. <laughs> 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 there we go. So we um. When we were years ago, we went, you and I, we went deep sea fishing. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And you get to the marina, you get back to the marina where they take your fish and they clean them. And they had those old dudes sitting under that pavilion. Yeah. With their electric, electric 
fish it's, trimmers and stuff. I, I think they were just trimmers. carving knives, like you use for <laughs> ham. They're fish trimmers, but uh, they they, they were like carving knives and I uh, Dremel tools. I think they were like Dremel tools and stuff, and they were just cutting this meat up. And um, and then they would like throw stuff to the cats, and there were all kinds of stray cats underneath there, right right along the water's edge at the at the um, that's it. That was down at uh, Lou's Delaware, mm-hmm. and uh, right there along the the marina area where all the marinas were, I don't know what they call that. The uh, marina. Inlet. It was like an inlet. Yeah, yeah, it was the inlet. And we waited for them to you know cut and wrap our fish, and uh, the cats were there begging for stuff, and the guys with they these toss all the scraps. throwing them the scraps. Yeah. It's like a goldfish pond when they're, they all know they're getting fed, and when they yeah. toss the scraps, all the cats rush. Yeah, there must have been like nine or ten straight cats hanging around there. I know it's funny, you know. But yeah, I think some cats might be. Uh, I think that'd be great. That and around the docks that we have. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I got from um, Best Trains. That was a nice little pickup, and it wasn't that much. Two twenty-dollar yeah. kits and some castings. So. I mean, yeah, you can beat that. So. What the heck was the name of that inlet? Now that's gonna bother me. Little detail parts are so fun. The only thing is, we just you you almost got to get them, and when you get them, start painting them. Yeah, so well, that way they're all done. That's what I'm going to do with these because I don't want them sitting around. I I'm not even putting them away because I I want to project. I don't. I'm not even putting them away because I want to just do them. Yeah, you know that what might I mean. Be a project for me. Start digging in these boxes and start getting these little tiny things painted. The, it won't take long. The name of that inlet is Roosevelt Inlet, by the way. Oh, okay. Just had to tell I didn't you know what that was. You just looked that up. Yeah. Okay. Roosevelt Inlet. I knew it was an inlet. Fun fact of the week. Yeah. That was fun. So. Captain Jack's or something like that. Yeah, there was boot. That was awesome. I don't remember. We did that a few years in a row. Anyhow. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, anyhow. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's great. You got you got a lot of stuff going on one so time. Man. I got that big kit from Rail Scale Models. I got, yeah. um, I got a couple little best ones I'm going to be working on. I think I might do the... Uh, Oh, I also have to do the business card contest. There are some cool-looking business card ones that are being put up right now, photo-wise. I had someone contact me. Show because I don't want to throw any favoritism anywhere. I had someone contact me about where to upload the photo. Oh, did you message them back? I did not yet. I just saw it tonight. I'm not gonna lie, guys. If you've emailed me, it's very. It's a very busy time for me right now because I'm working like 70 plus hours a week. Um, it's tough. So I'm trying to get back to your messages as fast as I can get to them. Right, um, right. But if you're listening and I haven't replied to you yet, you can email them to me at brett at hoscalecustoms.com and I'll make sure they go up. Uh, yeah. You can also send them to our messenger on Facebook. You can message either me personally if you're on my Facebook or you can... Uh, Send them to our. You can message them to our page. Yeah. So we're trying our best to reply to you guys, but I know my dad's got a lot of work going on right now too. We're just yeah. we're just slammed with work and what little free time I do have, I'm trying to actually build at my layout and uh, also spend time with the family. So I'm just squeezing everything I can. I'm burning the candle. Yeah, we're both of us. We're burning the candle from both ends right now. Yeah, both of us too are work are working in jobs where we're actually working. We're, well, we're I actually, mean, everyone's actually working, but I understand that. But yeah, 
but we're kind of and doing I mean, ex- extra work for yeah, situation, well, it, for the situation. Yeah, I'm in healthcare make, industry. So other people can do their jobs. I'm in the healthcare industry, and right now it is just we yeah. just got the green light to go back to work, so it's a little bit right. weird, and there's a lot to do. So uh, yeah. Yeah. it is what it is. But you know, we're making the best of it, and I will reply to you guys. I'm not ignoring you. It's just it's hard to get to everything right now. But I just wanted to put that out there. But the business card challenge, I got to build my business card challenge too. Um, yeah. And I think I have a cool idea with mine. Well, I know I have a cool idea, but uh, yeah, I have till the end of May, so I only have ten days to do it. All right. So I better get to work. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's what I got going on. Uh, what yeah. about you? Ah, where do I begin? Well, I got a lot going on right now. So one of the cool things I want to talk to tonight, before I start talking about my model, um is I, I couldn't really talk about it. last week we had Matt on as a guest, which was fun. So fun to have him on. Um but I made I re I did some new things in my workshop. Okay. Yes. Um I rearranged things in my workshop. I made it bigger. I knew I have a new workbench area. Brighter. It, it, it's brighter. I added new lighting over top of my one bench. I added a brand new bench. I had my normal size bench. And then you I extended made, it by I, a lot. I extended it by, well, another same, same length. And I made an L-shaped bench. So there, it's, a, it's L-shaped. And then, of course, it, I bought you know, a new cutting mat for it. So now I have two cutting mat surfaces, one on one bench and one on the other bench. So I can work on one while it's drying or cutting or whatever. Um, paint or glue drying on one, I can go to the other one and just turn my pivot, my chair, and go right to the other one and, and work on another model. So we'll see how efficient it makes it. Um, I've been wanting to have extra space on top of my workbench, and now I do. So um, I can actually do something from um, – I can put something much bigger on. Because mm-hmm. I'm building this this, this um, Rush Rock Falls kit, and it's big. I mean, it's a long building. It takes up and quite a bit of your so much space room there. on top of my workbench. Right. So, you know, we're already talking 20 inches of, of uh, space that's needed just for the one building. And uh, so um, I can I can put one – I can put parts of it over one side. What are you doing? I was touching my screen. <laughs> like, what the hell is he doing? So um, but so I put I put a new bench in, right? Um, I was, I, I, I bought some of those storage cabinets. So, you know, those white plastic storage cabinets are like three, four tiers high. Yeah. And they have, uh, the pull out drawers. Um, I bought two of those. One I have sitting on the bench on the back corner. Um, and it holds tons. It holds all my extra paints that I don't have room to put in my, in my paint thing and in my paint racks. Mm -hmm. I put, I filled one whole drawer with that. Uh, I put the obscure paints in the ones I won't use quite as often. Right. And, um, I stuck them in there, but you know, it was a matter of rearranging and, uh, put the other one underneath the workbench and it fits perfectly underneath the workbench. And, uh, it's, it's one, two, it's three tiers, but they're big, three tall, it's three large drawers. And, uh, so I have stuff jammed in them too. It really tidies things up a lot. Um, the drawers are organized for now inside. I say for now because <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And um, 
but there was a lot of stuff I had floating around here that was just all over the place. So now I have it like tucked away in these drawers. I got room on my workbench. I have I, I separated I had you know all the paintbrushes I have, oh, tons yeah. and tons of them. So I took some of the ones and I equaled them out. So I put some on one bench and some on the other bench in a you know, in a cup that holds paintbrushes like we do. Mm-hmm. And um you know, some racks and things like that. My it has room on there now. Finally, I have room for that Dremel bench. Um, I had that Dremel press. You know, you can put your Dremel tool in, yeah, and it works like a drill press. I have room on there now on the same workbench where I don't have to move it. Now I have my own little Dremel work to tool station. Um, I'm, I'm I'm loving that. You know. Um, also, I found a new way I can hook up my camera for live feeds. Um, that'll give us a better camera view when I do a, a Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Uh, which will be cool, um, which is actually very needed because I was always banging my camera around all over the place. Yeah. That won't be happening anymore. Good. So, yeah, so that's that's cool. So um, on the you said about the lighting, I went out and I bought one of those shop lights. It's LED. And it throws 32 looms. 3,200 looms, 32 looms, 3,200 looms, and over that bench, and it's super, super bright. Holy cow. Yeah. I love it. And, um, yeah. And, you know, it was easy to hook up. It's a plug-in thing. So I hooked up a shop light over top, and then I have, uh, I also have um, one of my Ot lights I stuck over there. So I rearranged it, and then I went out and bought... I had that anti-fatigue matting down yeah. on the floor. Well, it was get. It's been three. It's been three years, you know, and it's getting thin, and it was not real cushiony anymore. And and where where they joined, where the where the blocks fit together when you put it down, were starting to separate, and they weren't really staying together real well. So I went out and got new ones, and, um, and they're a little brighter, and the floor is not. They, the other ones were black, and these are like a wood grain, like light. They look like they look like wood slats, um, like uh, like wood flooring, but it's not. It's like cushioned rubber, but it has that coloring on top, and it's very very light. So when I had that new light, it's brightening this room like like you wouldn't believe. Um, it hits that floor, and it really helps brighten the room you know it reflects and it brightens the room up it it really makes the room very much lit up i love it so also when i drop shit on the floor i'll be (laughs) able to find it because my my floor's not black anymore yeah so i bought a bunch of these tiles and uh anti-fatigue mat tiles and stuck them down put them on and oh my gosh it feels wonderful uh in here to walk on but um, all in all, uh, that was, you know, something that really needed done. I'm very happy. That was a big project for me, expanding my workbench, you know, uh, the more workbench space you have, the, the better off you're going to be in the long run with, uh, you know, having ability to do all the things you want to do, you know, so long as you don't overcrowd yourself. So. Yeah, so that's good. That's now on to the model. Um, I'm working Rush Rock Falls. 
Let me pull that over here quick. I finally got the roof done on the big building. Um, it turned out real nice. It's uh, it's partly shingled and partly um, rolled roofing paper. But remember, I, w- I was talking about the other week uh, how I'm doing green. Yeah. And it, I don't even know if I sent you photos of that. You oh, did yeah, not. I think, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I got um, – I, I put the the green – paper on and weathered it and oh my gosh this this kit is gonna look bad no, not bad bad in a bad way it's gonna look bad bad you know like michael jackson bad yeah so what <laughs> 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 did you just do i went <laughs> like michael jackson okay. <laughs> that's so, ignorant that's yeah, ignorant what he said <laughs> what's that that's ignorant ignorant that's ignorant don't do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Yeah. I'm making fun of Michael Jackson. That's okay. Rest, rest, I, God know, rest his soul. He doesn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So anyhow, we'll probably get sued by the Jackson family now. But um, it's uh, so I, I did that, and then there's a there's a outside elevator. Well, it's an inside elevator and outside elevator, and uh, it. It's corrugated metal. It turned out real nice. I just finished working on that part of it. Um, it's corrugated metal on the outside of it, all the way around. I'm almost done with that. And then I put uh, there's a cupola, a cupola put you put on top, and uh, that'll look cool too. Yeah. Uh, so you know that's coming along real, real nice. I'm about ready to put the finer details on it, just like you said. There's a few that I won't put on. Because I'm going to be handling it, and I don't want to knock them off, so I'm going to wait until I'm about finished with this building, and then I'll put them on. Like I have two upper windows that tilled out, and I don't want to put those tilled out windows on until I have that part completed. So if anybody has seen the photos that I posted on our Facebook, you'll see that a couple windows are missing. And the reason that is is because I I don't like to put them in until the end because I don't want to I don't want to you know gank them up, but you know with my hands when I'm handling the, the building when I'm trying to do stuff on it. So so that's that. Your mom is working on her building still. Yeah. The um what the hell is that? The uh the the Foss scale models um uh kid of the month club mm-hmm. it was a used car dealership and she is a she is about she's just got the roof put on that thing and weathered it with she weathered it by dry brushing the roof, wow, and chalking the roof, and she, you know, she, well, chalking, but you know, yeah, she put her pastel pigments on, and uh, her, <laughs> so she put them on, and uh, and it, it looks good, you know, it's uh, <laughs> what that was, yeah, but yeah, it was a little, that got a little weird. <laughs> her paint pastels. She put her pan pastels on. So that's all put on. <laughs> but uh it's uh it looks good. It looks really good, you know, for her second build. Uh I'm impressed. And uh the wait till you see the walls and stuff when she's done. Uh she took the one walls that she did with the general store look good, right? It it was it was pretty decent. These walls she sponged uh-huh. and they I'm not I'm not trying to they they look like something like Doug might have built. Wow. Yeah. I mean it looks that that kind of paint job. I was impressed. So 
Yeah, it was nice. It had, it had that, you know, that look, that used look that was faded, mm-hmm. but not completely faded out. Not ever and done. Was, and it was two-tone walls, and it was done well. It was done very well. So, I thought so. Nice. Well, we're going to uh, have to have her come down. Pretty good. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to have her come down here and... Uh... Yeah, do some work. Yeah. Do some work on the stuff. So, anyhow, that's coming along. I, you know, I'm kind of guiding her on it, but she's doing the work. Yeah, well. I, you know, she'll come over and ask questions, and then I'll, I'll say, you know, hey, this is what I do. Here, here's, here's a tool I might, that might help you. This is how I would use that. And then she goes over and does it. You know, she's watched a couple of videos too. I saw her over there watching some how-to videos uh, that are on YouTube and and that type of thing. That helps. And uh, you know, you can't get everything from your husband, and you know, you gotta learn from other people too. And uh, if you want to get good. Yeah, did you just step so, on a mouse or something in there? No, <laughs> uh, I, I turned my uh, Lazy Susan uh, tool rack in it. Oh, okay. Made it. Nice. I guess it needs some Earl. <laughs> it needs <Okay>. some Earl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said oil on the show last week, oil paints, and uh, I think it was Matt Hankins and some of the other guys were saying that it needs to be called Earl. Earl paint. Earl. <laughs> we got to put paint. some Earl paint on that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that said before. So yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's yeah, that's common. But uh, that's like crick and water, right? Right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was doing some work with uh, dry brushing, um, uh, oil paints, uh, Earl paints, some Earl paints, and uh, yeah, but I was using like burnt umbers and things like that, trying to you know show some rot on the wood and things like that. And, um, you know, and people, you know, like I said, I, I mentioned it before. Yeah. Or Earl paints aren't too bad to work, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, they're actually, they're actually awesome to work with and don't be afraid of them. Um, if you, you know, everybody says, Oh, well, they take forever to dry. They don't, they don't take forever to dry, but you're supposed to thin them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put oil paint, on a pallet and start working with it, it's pasty and you can't really work with it. It's got to be thinned out immediately with some um, mineral spirits or turpentine or something like that, you know, paint thinner type of thing. Okay. And what that does is that chemical mixes in with that oil. And once you start to apply that thing and once it dries and, you know, because they're alcohol based yeah. solvents. And they're solvent-based. And once that solvent base dries, which is pretty quick, um, it dries the paint out as well. So you don't have that waiting days after days. If you're using oil paint straight on, okay, yeah, guess what? It's going to take – It's going if you put it on Monday, come Saturday, it's still going to be wet. Right. Okay? It, it may still be wet. Okay? But it's going to take days and days for it to dry out if, because you're using it wrong. You know what I mean? Right. So using, you know, don't be afraid to use it. Use a, use a little, get a little jar of, of mineral spirits and, and, uh, you know, thin them out a little bit and, and use them where you want to. The nice thing about them are they can be thinned out to the point where you remove them by using, uh, you know, a lot of mineral spirits. Yeah. So if you put it all too thick, you can just like, just like the AK interactive paints, you can remove them by using more mineral spirits. So it works in the same manner. So if you have a set of oil paints, oil paints, uh, oil paints, they're <laughs> just, 
is an AK interactive paint. So you don't necessarily have to go out and buy all the AK interactive stuff. Right. If you use oil paints and figure out how to work with them, you can save yourself a lot of money and, and use that. Uh, you know, there, there's some awesome stuff out there in oils. So nice. And I know a lot of good paint, a lot of good builders who use oils and they're, they have good luck with them. So, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I was doing that. I also was using some acrylics from Liquitex. Acrylic paints, um, the basics. You ever see them in the tubes at the Michaels? Yeah. Okay. They are awesome paints to use. I think Doug mentioned using them when we had him on the show uh, about having the, the burnt umber and the raw umber and the raw sienna and burnt sienna mm-hmm. acrylics uh, to work with uh, for the you know the the paints in the in the bigger tubes. And uh, so I had them and I was working with them a little bit this weekend. Uh, as well, and uh, they really help bring out details and stuff, just like the oil paints do. Yeah, um, and they work the same way. And the nice thing about them is they're a little different than craft paints. They're they're acrylics. I understand that they're a little different than craft paints because they're more like the oil paints. They're a little little. They're a little thicker, you know. Yeah. But like I said, with a little water, you thin them out, and the next thing you know, it's they they work out the same way. You know, they're 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 well. They're a lot of fun to work with, too. So, anyways, I was trying some of those paints out. Nice. So, that's that's a, that's it on that part of things. I really don't know what else. Um, I, got a, I got a tool of the week. Oh, I'm yawning. I got a tool of the week to you, uh, for you. Oh, yeah? What's that? This one, it's a kind of a technique that goes with it. I was figuring it out last night. So, I was putting dirt down. And um, I was having a hard time spreading it the way I wanted it, right? Right. So I got a, what's this one called? I don't know what kind of brush this is called. But it looks like a, it's a paintbrush. But it looks like a makeup brush where they get, they're real fat and chubby. And and poofy at the end. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, What the hell is that called? Uh, I can message Uh, you a picture. And I'll show it yeah, to you yeah. in a second. Shoot, shoot me a picture. Uh, so anyways, I use this brush. Yeah? To, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on now. I used to have a big one. It was laying around for I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just sent it to you. So, um, I, I have this brush that I use. I, I've never used it before for anything. I just had it. And um, it's about a half inch, oh. poofy. It's like a, It looks like a makeup brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have two of them. So, anyways, I would sprinkle the dirt pretty much wherever I wanted it. And then areas where I couldn't get the dirt to go onto the glue... I would use this brush and just lightly, without much pressure at all, just flick it into the corners of the walls, the co- the seams where the road meets my retaining walls. I would flick that dirt into there and it would actually lay it in there perfectly. Right. Um, and I was using it to just spread the dirt really lightly and it was enough pressure to spread it around on the glue and get it stuck to the glue, but enough pressure to not make it like peel up the glue with the dirt. You ever have that happen? Yeah. So it was like, it was perfect. It was just enough pressure to spread it around, get a nice layer, thin layer of dirt down, 
and it didn't like make a mound of dirt either. Like enough, it was enough to move it without leaving it like streaks in my dirt. Um, yeah, streaks, or you get that wet earth, yeah. and it rolls up in balls yeah, and shit. Yeah. yeah, you get like dirt buggers all over your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, none of that. No dirt bugger. No dirt bugger, boogers. And um, you might as well just wipe it all off. If you yeah. Get once that starts happening, you're screwed. Yeah. And then you try to use your finger to like flatten it, and it sticks to your finger, and it peels more up. <laughs> it never works right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I. I use this to flick it around, and then I just brush. I lightly just brush it around, and then I take a piece of cardboard, like a dustpan, and brush onto the cardboard, the, the yeah. excess, and then I don't have any extra laying around. There's no loose dirt laying around. And then I just, right. on that dustpan cardboard, I just put it down on the next section, spread it around again, brush it back up on the cardboard, and then I don't waste much dirt, and it puts a nice thin layer down. And this is just enough pressure, like I said, to move it around without picking it up. Yeah. Because uh, if I use a stiffer brush, it would just make lines and it wouldn't be good. It would go through the dirt into the glue if I used a stiffer brush. Yeah. And this just rode just the top of the dirt, just enough to spread it around. It was perfect. Oh, that's cool. So that was my tool of the week. Yeah. Uh, they have them at Michael's. They have them everywhere. You can get them anywhere. But, sure. uh Yeah. So now I have a use for this brush finally. Right. So that's it. I did that. Uh, the the The... Static grass that I used, I wanted to talk about that too. I used some longer stuff, and then I mixed. Uh, I think it's important to mix your static grass colors. Um, oh yeah, and we might have talked about this before. I know we talked yeah, about like a blend. Yeah, so I picked the light green and the harvest gold. Ooh, and I mixed them about fifty-fifty, uh, and I used the uh, short stuff. The um, Say the four millimeter? Yeah, the real short, the real short four millimeter, yeah, um, static grass, and um, fifty fifty of those two colors, and just you know put it in some corners of the build, corners of the area, like on the edges of the walls. I put them areas that wouldn't be you know highly trafficked and trampled on. I right, some, where the where the ground meets the wall. You mean where the ground meets the wall, and then like in corners, I have a couple corners like where the buildings meet. That yeah. um, you know wouldn't probably be maintained as well, or there wouldn't be any traffic through that area. I put some right, right. short static grass in there, so it blends. Oh, did you try using the funnel yet? No, I didn't. Well, you got to use that. You'll get it in directional spots, and you can I will pinpoint it. I I'll do that next. But I didn't need that last night. Oh, uh, okay. Last night I was trying to cover um, patches. Okay. So there's I can... an attachment we got, and I'm going to explain it to our listeners. Yeah, go for it. There's an attachment. You could put on the end of the grass. Uh, um, we have the what's uh, the knock um, static grass applicator, yeah, yeah, and it has an attachment you can screw onto the top, and um, it ha- you know they all have that, but you can get a special attachment that fits on that ha- that comes down to a pointed funnel, and it allows you to pinpoint better where you want that grass in smaller areas right and uh it's it's really good you can get into some tighter spots with it and it, i like it so yeah hey, yeah never mind i um yeah so i was i was playing around with that again it was nice to get the scenery boxes back out and start working with some some scenery um so that got me all excited last night just to get you know crack open that case of scenery that we have and yeah. start playing around with all that stuff again because i'm finally able to we have plenty of buildings done, and now it's time to start, 
you know, getting all that done. Right, right. And tomorrow night I'll be down there. We're gonna work. I'm gonna work on that that area that has nothing on it above the Where's harbor. That? What what area is that? Oh, along. between the city and the harbor. Between the city and the harbor, and then between the harbor, the back side of the harbor. Oh, above the sea wall. yeah, the whole seawall, yeah. everything above the seawall. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work that area. That's the area that we were originally gonna put your giant. Uh, uh, it's but not it, it work just there, doesn't man. work there. Yeah, it looks good. It just doesn't look good there. It doesn't make sense there. Yeah, yeah. It's so. not a it's not a harbor type building. No, no. But I, we I was just thinking about that. If we move my workbench where I sit, yeah, yeah. Um, down against the wall, right? Uh, away from the layout, we'll get like an extra six feet, and we could put a two foot section. Yeah, not even. We could put a little twelve inch extension on the right. end of the layout there, right? And and put that on there near the near the uh, lumber mill you have. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll find a place. Just an option. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh. I'm, I'm excited about that going down there tomorrow and getting some work done. And you know, no matter what we do, I just haven't been down there because of everything that's going on in the world. And, I know. And uh, so it'll be our first time to get down there and get and get some work done. And you know, uh, I'm looking forward to it. For really sure. Am. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, what can we do? What can we do to bring back a little bit of old school here? Old school. Yeah. Oh well, before we do that, I actually have some announcements. So we got the bullhorn. We got to talk about the bullhorn. We we have a bullhorn yeah. announcement. Right. Um, let me go back to my email real quick. And then we'll do some music and we'll wrap up with some old school bullshit. Okay, sounds good. Oh, we got to do our patron questions too. Yeah. All right. So this one is from Jack. Um, I'm sorry, Jack. It's Jack D-Z-I-A-D-U-L. Zydel. Jack Zeidel. Oh yeah, yes. I hope a new new. No, this isn't. It's a it's a new kit. Okay. Um, Jack Zeidel. Yeah, he has. Uh, hang on, where's the email for it? It's from Ipswich. Oh yeah 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 new yeah. Kit from I Ipswich. know Jack. Yes. Jack's a good guy. Yeah. I hope I didn't booger his name up. His last name. I did, but that's okay. Yeah. That's why I didn't get it. I think the D the D is silent, right? Yes. J- uh, J- Jack, sorry I messed your name up. But anyways, he's got a new kit out, and this one's pretty neat. It's a, it's like a, hang on, where's his announcement for it? It is the Rockport Freight House. Oh. I had to pull the ladder up. I was waiting for the PDF to load. So I have one of his kits up here I got to build. Yeah. He's got yeah. a bunch of neat little kits. They're, they're, you know, he does. They're neat. You can put them pretty much anywhere. They'll fit in. Um, a lot of his are prototype build based off of yeah. old other buildings. But this one is, I'll read a little message here. Ipswich Hobbies had, has released its latest Craftsman kit in N-Scale. This is N-Scale. For our N-Scale listeners, this is perfect. Uh, Rockport Freight House is based upon the freight house that once served Boston and Maine Railroad, which is a cool it's a cool railroad name, um, in Rockport, Massachusetts. Still standing vacant, the freight house is the MBTA Passenger Yard. It's in the MBTA Passenger Yard. 
Right. The kit has a footprint of two and a half by six and a half inches, which is a nice long uh, end scale kit. Um, and it features laser cut basswood, scribed interior flooring, uh, peel on stick shingles, loading dock details, and the kit was previously released in HO. So it is also currently available in HO from previous. Uh, right. It's available for $70 at ipswitchhobbies.com. So thanks for that bullhorn announcement, Jack. It's a cool-looking little uh, uh, freight house, though. It's uh, long. It's got a, two dock doors on the one side, but I like the double docks that it has. So let me shoot you a picture of it, Dad, so we can you can see what I'm talking about here while we're talking about it. I'll send it to you on Messenger again. Ah. Right. My phone went. You ever try to do something on your phone and then you you're holding it one way and it switches to landscape? Yes, I hate that. And then you're like, ah, it messes it all up. Yes, I hate that. All right, I just sent it to you. So it's got a double dock and the stairs meet in the middle. Kind of. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, it's a neat. Yeah, it's a that's neat, a nice okay. I like how the stairs meet in the middle. I don't know. It's yeah. a, you don't see that often. I like that. No, no, I like that. So, and I like the peel and stick shingles. It saves a lot of time. Oh, sure. Especially in end scale shingles, it probably saves a bunch of frustration. Hey, get this! What? I just saw this. I didn't see it earlier, but uh, Scott Perry put it up on our page on our um, overtime at the bench page. Um, Railroad Model Craftsman Magazine. Has our winner of our kit, our kit uh, from last month's model contest? Oh, Scott put it up. Uh, there's a picture of. Um, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Matt's kit. Yeah, I saw and, the announcement uh, there. And it's uh, obviously it's beautiful, and it made the. Uh, it's called Boomer Trail, the next generation, and it is up there on in that magazine. So it made it. That's cool. Congrats. It's a beautiful kit. It's it's a highlight. It's, there's two photos of it. None of the other kits on here are photos. Got two photos of it. This is awesome. It's got a front and a back view, and that's so cool. Um, Congratulations, Matt. Thanks for being our guest last week, too. That's still a sick build. I still look at that build, and I'm like, yeah, uh, it's it looks like it shouldn't even be possible. Right. Like, it right. just doesn't look. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks possible, but at the same time, you're like, that's not possible, especially for the footprint that we were building those on. Has a cool little tunnel. So any of you people that get Railroad Model Craftsman magazine, uh, it has a cool tunnel that goes underneath the building and then a building up on top of it, a rock wall. It is so cool. It is so well built. It It was for the contest that we did here. He fit it on a 20 foot by 40 foot scale. Yeah, footprint, which is amazing. When you look at how much he's crammed in that little footprint, yep, incredible. Now there's some overhang, which was part of the rules. It had to, you could have things overhang, but it couldn't exceed the footprint on the ground level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. But when you look at that, it's he used every vertical space he probably. Could oh, apparently that. Jim Lasseter must have made it too. Where's the ad on here? I don't know. He said, uh, in, "Oh, it's it's because his building is named Lasseter. It's a Lasseter building. That's what he named uh, it. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're they're joking on here, and they said that, uh, hey, you made your names in lights. Uh, okay, I got it. So, oh, that's so cool. Oh, I see it. Yeah, at the top, yeah. it says Lasseter's 
what's that say? Lassiter's, and we're zooming in. And I'm not being prejudiced here because I am a little bit, but um, this is the finest model on the page. It, it is, without question. Oh, it's, and that it's says awesome. That's a lot for our patrons. Um, so cool. Matt was a is a great representation of what a craftsman modeler is, and and it's great to see the sign on top says Lassiter's Tennessee Rye. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a whiskey, a whiskey sign on top. So small on my phone. I zoomed in, but anyhow, good job at stuff. But man, that's incredible. I still can't get over that build. But man, that's awesome. So here we go. Um, patron questions. Just jump into them. You ready for yeah. these? What? I'm ready, baby. All right. All I didn't right. know you putting up. I did. I yeah. I'm looking at some of these. Uh, I'm looking at some of these business card stuff, and uh, and Daryl Hoffman is putting up some stuff. Daryl's Daryl's business card build is incredible. Sick. I also got another one. Hang on. Um, I'm gonna. Where's it at? Entry. Um, where is it at? I must not have it here. Oh, I'll find it later. I got another one emailed yeah, to me. Yeah, the questions here. Man. I got another one emailed to me that was incredible. Hang on, I want to find it. Jim Fox. Was it Jim? Yeah. Oh, I'll find it later. Was it Jim? Someone sent me their kit. I mean, they're billed. I can't find it now. Eh, whatever. I'll find it later. He emailed it to me. Eh, whatever. I'll go back. I'm wasting a lot of time right now. All right. Let's move on. So, patron questions of the week. First ones are from Andre. Um, his question is... I'm not doing good with these. All right. Andre asks, I have not heard you guys talk much about airbrushing versus handbrushing. Is airbrushing something you both incorporate into your overall modeling? And no, we don't. It'd be really hard for me to talk about it. <laughs> we've talked about. I don't have one. We've talked about wanting to do them, but we have now, not. Somebody's going to say I have one. I know. Okay? I know. But unless I have an airbrush brush, I have the actual airbrush. I don't have the tank. So. Unless I want to stick my mouth up in a hose and blow, <laughs> fill the bottle with bait and then blow on it until I turn blue in the face. Can you do that on? Air- can you do that on your next live video, please? I get, if I do, we're going to need a whole lot of IPAs for that one. So, <laughs> but we'll have life support on standby in case you pass out in the middle of the yeah. in the middle of the live. Right. So. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't do airbrushing. Have I thought about getting one? Yes, I've thought about it many times. I even almost, well, I, I've even gone out and so looked at far, compressors. Looking at compressors, I was at the hobby shops and I was, I was thinking about purchasing one there. And then I looked in on Micromark and I was looking at a couple on there, online in different places, and uh, even went in and looked at that crappy Harbor Freight one, you know? Yeah. But um, which I don't see in there anymore, by the way. Um, I, I got to thinking about it, you know, I, I like what I, the modeling I do, I do a decent job for what I enjoy. I haven't had to use it now. I'm not saying it's not for that 
that it wouldn't make it better or do a good job. It yeah. would sure be fun to learn. Um, it's just that's not how I model. And to me, um, my my modeling is done by 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 hand with a paintbrush, and, right. and that's what I do. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I've seen some amazing uh, airbrushing, and what I like to have it for is for doing vehicles and things like that. Mm-hmm. For a smoother Honestly, finish, we'll see the sense of sinking the money into it just for doing vehicles. Yeah, no, I, to me, I can't justify that, and and so, but you know, for other people, that's their thing. Yeah, that's just thing. And uh, I don't. How do you feel? Uh, I feel the same way. I feel like I've, I shouldn't say mastered, but I have a good feeling for how I paint now, and yeah. I'm comfortable with it. And I I know the skill I have with my hands using a paintbrush and sponges and stuff like that. And uh, the look that I'm trying to achieve, I just don't know if I would need an airbrush at this time. I just don't know if I want to get into it, you know? Plus the I, maintenance I, of it, and i got to clean it, and I'm already, like, not really big into... I like just cleaning my brushes out in a cup of water, and they're done, you know? Um, we should probably have somebody on to talk about airbrush painting. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. That's, if yes. someone's better at it and knows more about it than I do, I just don't... It's, it's not my place. I don't know. me. What's that? Maybe somebody come on that knows a lot about it, and it might make me feel more confident about it and doing yeah. it, and uh, or could make it seem to me like it might be a worthwhile venture to jump into. Uh, maybe I'll look to get somebody on as a guest and see what we can see what we can figure out. So I know there's model models out there that don't airbrush. Uh, I know Jason Jensen. And I've had this discussion already, and. Uh, he, he's told me that he doesn't, he doesn't like to use an airbrush to paint and, and build models with either. And, you know, it's, 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 it's like for same for him, it's a personal preference thing. And so, um, you know, it's, everybody has their thing. Right. Uh, so, well, I know guys that can do both very well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, we don't have much to talk about cause we don't know much about it. Um, right. Jim Lasseter, any update in for info about Timonium in the fall? I don't know. And Matt Hankins put up a thing. They're planning on having it in October as of, I heard that as well. as of now, but that's obviously right. all up in the air. I plan to be there. If it's on, um, we're there. Yeah. But that's all we know. Unless there's only one caveat. What? Caveat. Caveat. Do you say caveat? Caveat. I don't know. I have never heard someone say caveat. <laughs> I, until well, you t- just did. I was. You wanted goofy. You got goofy. I was thirty years old when I heard the word caveat <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> All right, we're going caveat today. Caveat. Come on, Dad. That's bad. <laughs> That's really bad. So anyhow. All right. Let's. Uh, there's one thing. If it's in October, and it's during the Texas Oklahoma Sooner football game. I'm gonna be hard pressed to uh, to be at the show. Yeah, at Saturday. I mean, I might be at the show, but we might have to close shop. We might have to close our table for like two hours or three hours. Three hours, and uh, and go uh, to the bar and the hotel bar and watch it there uh, because I have never missed an Oklahoma Texas football game. That will not happen. Or we could pull it up on your phone. Did we do that last time? We did, and they lost. Remember. Oh, that's right. The Baylor. Maybe we can't do that no more. Yeah. We're superstitious. We'll so, have to leave. Yeah. We'll have, have to have leave to during the game. We'll come back. So hopefully it's not that same week as the Oklahoma-Texas game. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we'll but be, yeah, there. We'll like be there. God willing, and the creek doesn't rise, we'll be there. All right, next one. Scott Perry, clamps. What do you have? What do you use? What do you need more of? Lookouts, issues, and benefits. Clamps. Clamps. I love the cheap, um, they're like two inches long to three inches long. Spring clamps. Spring clamps. They're like multicolor. You get them in a pack of like six. I love those ones. Yeah, um, if you go over to Harbor Freight, you can get a whole like tub of them for like seven ninety nine. Harbor Freight it's has like, them. Uh, all, the, all the hardware stores have them at like the checkout aisles hanging on the junk the junk end displays. Um, they all have them. The dollar store sometimes has them. Uh, one of those clamps that they had the trigger on them, and you can squeeze it like a gun. Yeah, it, it tightens it up, vice tightens grips. It no, not it's not a vice grip. It has a freaking name. They're called. Uh, they're they're made by vice grip. Oh, they are okay. Well, they sell the, a lot. A lot of people swear by them things. I can't remember what the hell. I they're think they're called, called vice grips. Eh. Anyhow, I like those. Um, I don't have those. Maybe they're so. not. I know they're like yellow and blue. I don't. I each, every company makes them. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But then I have these ones from Excel. I have I have some of those too. You got me those blue ones, right? I love them. They're my favorite. And uh, they also blue. have those at Harbor Freight. They do. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. They're like a dollar or two dollars for a pack. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. I'm going to go get some. Yep. I'm going there tomorrow. Those are nice for holding buildings together. I love it for holding my buildings together. I could use a couple extra. I got four big ones and two small ones. That's what I have. Uh, you must yeah. have got me the same pack. Uh, actually, I bought the small ones separately from the big ones for yeah. myself. But yeah, I know. But yeah, I mean, I, I love them things. Yeah, um, so they're my favorite for clamps. Uh, clothespins sometimes work for certain things, not a lot of things, but uh, they're neat. They, they're neat. To put, uh, if you ever, you ever see that magnetic tape? Yeah. Okay. And I'll stick some of the magnetic tape to the clothes, the wood clothespin. Okay. Because they have the one side, it's, you know, the tape sticky side. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah stick that to it. And, and then, you know, you have to cut a small little piece of it and then put it on your clothespin. And then of course, put the clothespin on a like, on a metal door or on, I have a metal shelf up above my workbench and I can stick them on there and then I can hang, I hang things on them to dry. Like if I'm painting rolled roofing paper and I painted it by, you know, with a brush or whatever, I need to be like a small piece or whatever. I got to let it dry and I want to keep it off my workbench because I want to work on some other stuff and I'll just open up the clothespin, stick it in the corner of that and then let it hang, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I have, you can use them for all kinds of shit, but yeah, those are, those are great clamp. There's a, a clamp of sorts. Yeah. So yeah. Next are, one. Lynn McCurdy. Yeah. Have you, he's been waiting to ask you this one. How did it go with Todd using the super glue in the Insta set? Oh yeah, that. Guess what? I haven't <laughs> used it. I haven't used it. <laughs> Not much to report on that, Lynn. <laughs> I have not done anything with that yet. I've only had it for like three weeks. That's it. And, I have, and I'm, I'm on this. Uh, right now, everything I'm building with this kit is wood. So I haven't had a need to use the in the you know the, the glue. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm anxious to do it. And as soon as I do, I will give you a report back. What he's talking about is what, a couple weeks back, I was talking about 
I got the Bob Smith Industries uh, Maxi Cure uh, CA glue mm-hmm. in a big two ounce bottle. It's the extra thick CA glue. And uh, I heard good things about it. The reviews are awesome on it. And then I also got to go with it because everybody was talking about it. I think Lynn might have been one of the people too. Um, in the past, over the last couple of years, I've heard many things. I know that um, they've been talking about this accelerator. And you put it on. Yeah, that was inc- Scott's follow up question for that. Right. Oh, okay. So, and I, you know, I put that on and I, you know, I, I, I got that so I could put it on. And, and cause sometimes I get frustrated waiting for CA glue to dry when I'm putting metal pieces together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're going to see if this, this accelerator works. I just, here's the thing I just haven't got to that point yet where I'm gluing things together that need CA glue. As soon as I do, I will have a report on you uh, for you, Lynn, and let you know. Nice. Okay. Um, next one is from Martin. Martin Rob. Rob? I think that's how you say it. Making a wooden fence. That's all I said. So, I'm guessing you're asking on how we would make wooden fences. Yeah! So I've done it with ones that come with kits. And I use the scale lumber size. I think it's um I gotta get my card real quick. That the that nice little color coded card that Doug's ends. Uh-huh. Hang on, let me get it. Do you keep those cards? Yeah. I, I must have ten of those cards on on my workbench. Like um so I use the uh, two by six, which is the when you get a kit from Dog, it's blue. Right. I use two by six, and I use the one uh, sixteenth square for posts, the green. Right. And um, the one sixteenth. Yeah, no, no, I don't use that. I use the. It's either one sixteenth or one thirty second square, for posts. Um, but I'll uh, use. I, I've used the one thirty second square for posts I think already. The one sixteenth is too big. That's, real- cor- that's corner trim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so one one thirty seconds for posts, or I'll even use just two by fours for posts. Yeah. Um, and then the two by sixes, I'll lay down for the horizontal, um, like fence, long pieces. I don't know what the hell you call those pieces of fence, but the long pieces. Right. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll. Yeah, I don't. If it's a, if it's something that comes with a template, I'll lay um, scotch tape down. Mm-hmm. And because you can see through the scotch tape underneath, you can see the template, and I'll yeah. I'll I'll stick everything down so it don't move around, and yeah. um, on top of the template, and then glue them together. And once they're glued, I'll pop them off of the scotch tape. Yeah. Uh, and then if if I need fences on my own, I made my own fences for um, extra fencing that went around Sass and Vinegar Works. Yeah. And um, all I did was save one of the templates from the instructions from another kit and just made more fencing out of that. Yeah, what I do is I, I use uh, the one thirty second square yeah. for the upright posts. Yeah, and then I take uh, the um, um, sorry, the um, I think I use a three no one thirty second for that, and then I use the uh, for the across posts I use the um, two by fours. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the ones that go horizontally and then for my upright ones, I use a a two by six 
and uh, and then cut different, you know, cut and lay them over top of them. You know, and 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 I I use a piece of wax paper, and I lay them down square on the wax paper to the size I want, you know, the size of fence I want, or how high or long, and um and I lay them down by putting a pin drops of glue, white glue, on the bot or wood glue. Uh, no, no, I use white glue because wood glue will stick too hard. Yeah. Okay. So the white glue on the bottom of those. After after they've been stained, of course, I stain all the wood first. Right, and then then when I stick them down the white glue, and I'm talking a tiny tiny pinhead drop of glue at different spots to hold it down, and give it about give it literally I don't know five minutes. Come back to it, and then it's nice and sturdy on your wax paper. You can start laying your boards on it, yeah. and and then of course um, you know you can use the regular wood glue for the boards and just tiny drops of that too, but you're gluing that to the wood, the wood. And then, um, when you're all done and it's dried, then you just take a, a razor blade, uh, a standard razor blade, and you just slide it underneath the thing, uh, underneath where the, the, wa- between the wax paper and the wood, and you just kind of slide it across and it, it just separates the tiny itty bitty droplets of dry glue you had there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it turns out great. I mean, that's that's how I do my wood wood fences. I make a lot of those. I've made a lot of wood fences, but that's how I do it. So, and you can make them in different sizes and use different size wood and everything else. It's just you know, um, yeah, it's better to go on smaller scale wood on it because it looks more to scale. You it makes your fence look more to scale. You don't want to use big bulky wood. You know, big bulky scraps and things like that to make a fence. It'll end up looking like a popsicle stick fence. Right. You don't want that, right? You want you want it to look scale and to size. You know. So, but uh, that's it. No, I, that's a good one. I don't do it that way. That yeah. sounds like too much work. But that's something different. <laughs> um, <laughs> next one is from Jake. It's not, it's not all that much. You just got. It's just what I do. Jake Johnson asks, "Have you guys tried scenic?" Have you guys tried any of the scenic paint finishing techniques used in film and stage productions? Mm. It, I'm, I'm already going to answer. No, probably not. <laughs> Wait, yeah. repeat that again. Have you used any? Have you tried any scenic paint finishing techniques used in film and stage productions? Well, I, first of all, Jake, <laughs> I've never worked in <laughs> film or stage production. Um. <laughs> you gotta, I think you've given us some hints and things of products to use for certain things. Um, but man, you, you got to help a brother out and let, <laughs> let, let us know what that is. You know, you, 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 you know, we're not, I've never worked in the stage for a film production. <laughs> we're at a uh, handicap here, Jim. Uh, Jake, yeah. give us a, give us a break. Yeah, man, one up on us here, man. <laughs> but, uh. I just call him Pan. Matt. What? I said Pan. Instead of saying man, you got one up on us, man. I said, well, you got one up on us, Pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Hankins followed up and he said he tried some marbling on a statue that he did um, scenery, scenery marbling is grossly out of scale to be seen from the audience faux marbling is even too big for HO scale he had like he's talking about paint that has like a marbling effect oh uh, yeah yeah I've um, seen that in stores it's probably too like Matt said though it's it's too large but at the same time you might that might be something where you take a little bit of artistic freedom and you overemphasize that marbling look yeah to just show that because otherwise you wouldn't see it 
Right, right. You know, if you wanted something that was like a white marble, Matt had an example of like a white marble pedestal for a, a statue. Yeah. It might be okay to overemphasize that marbling because otherwise it would just look like white block in our scale. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so it might be okay hey. to to embellish that a little bit. I bought some paints that I'm kind of sorry I bought um, in the past. They're not, not – nothing along the lines of what Jake is talking about. But um, you were talking about scale and things that were supposed to cause effects to give you – you know, to give you effect in your paintwork. Right. I bought – that don't fit scale-wise. And they're, they're made by – and they still sell them. Um, they're – they're, I, I talked about it on shows way back, maybe a year or so, two, even two years ago. Um, they're pickling wash by folk art. And I thought, ah, oh, that's going to be great. You know, look how <laughs> nice. it gives you like a wood grain. You put it on the wood, it gives it like a whitewash, you know, and this one here is called cottage wash. And I have, uh, you know, different cheese. sea glass wash. I bought all these cool looking colors that I thought would look good for doing wood along the waterfront. And they probably will. But I'm not going to get the same results they get on their demonstration online or on their when you go to the store and you see the 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 the, 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 the graphic on, in front of it on the on the display on how it comes out because it's made for something that's made in bigger scale in wood, like a porch chair. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's made for something like that. You know, something that big. Not like a chair we would sit in, not a chair. It's HO scale. Right, right. Okay, so every basically when you put it on, I've tried it. I've tried it exactly how the directions look. Guess what it looks like? All the other freaking, <laughs> all the other freaking craft paint colors. That's what it ends up looking. Just in that cool shade you picked. That's all, you know. So I got them, and then I also bought these other ones that are like. Okay, home folk art, home decor chalk paints. And I got this one in oatmeal, and it's not too bad because it looks like sidewalk chalk. Mm -hmm. uh, sidewalk paint, not sidewalk chalk. But um, I got that thinking, ah, oh, that'll give me a great, a great effect. Guess what? Didn't. If you, no, because if you just get like a matte finished regular craft paint, it's, it's going to look the same. It looks the same. It might be a little chalky, but it's not as much. You know, it just doesn't look – it doesn't do shit, to be honest. It doesn't – it's just not – it just – I don't know. It's it's not to scale. It's not to scale, you know? Yeah. If, if you want that chalky look, you can get that from regular craft paint. Yeah. As long as you're not buying gloss or semi-gloss, you know? So uh, that was a waste of money. And there's – there's I'm looking at $8 worth of money wasted right there on my on – my, I mean, I'll use it for something. Eventually, but anyhow, never mind. We got <laughs> there a little bit. That's all right. There, you, you wanted a rant? There was a rant, pal. Next so. one from my map models: establishing a northern direction on your layout or diorama, and weathering to fit the orientation, like moss on the north side of trees and buildings, south side of a building, more sun bleach colors, appropriate plants that grow on shady sides of structures, etc. Um. I really haven't given it much thought, like, which side of our layout is north, though. Who, who was that? Mine Mount. Mine Ron, Mount. Okay. Ron Kleiss. Ron, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I haven't really given thought to, like, which side was north-facing on our layout ever, have you? Um, no. 
No, to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell side would be north on ours. I know which oh, side's I east. I do, I do, because we'd have to think about how the harbor comes in. So that would be east. The north, north side would be, would be the harbor. We would at the far end of, at the at the far end of our short side of the of the entire layout would be our north end. Yep. Yeah. So north up would along be that wall, up on the lighthouse end, and then yeah, I never really thought about it. South. So that's yeah. pretty cool, actually. South is yeah. the oysters. Faircloth oysters right. is south, and then yeah. east would be the harbor. I mean, the shoreline, and then west right. would be, you know, the backside there. That's huh. Huh. <laughs> well, you just. So anyways, you guys have just that all out. What was this, <laughs> what was this question? You know, yeah. uh, adding the northern direction on your layout. Oh, 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 oh okay. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I mean, now that we know, idea. now that we finally decided or learned which side is north, uh, maybe we will think about that now. Yeah, <laughs> You know, maybe fade out the west side of the building a little bit, you yeah, know? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the sun would hit it longer and be at its hottest. Yeah. I, I, and I think well, the southwest cool. sides. Yeah, the southwest, yeah. Because up, up in our area, northeast, you know, the sun, right. even in the summer, is tends to be farther south of us. Right, right. Um, It's never directly over because we're a little north, a little bit more north. But, right. uh yeah, that I never that's something to consider. I've never done that. Now, yeah, we did either. do we did do um you know, adding plants that grow on sides of buildings like shady ads, shady sides of structures. We have done that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done I've done moss and vi- uh, vines and but, and that type of thing, you know, ivy. Yeah, I did some ivy on some buildings and I might done, do, I'm going to do some ivy on some <laughs> walls, retaining walls I have on this right. terminal build. Right. Yeah, I've done some like mildew or whatever what they call that. Um, yeah, on the side of the building with your streaking grime and stuff. Yeah, right, right. Um, Dazzy, I J- bought this other stuff. Oh, go ahead. Now, now we're on that kick. Let me pull it out because <laughs> I bought these other things too. By the way, remember we were talking about paints that really aren't to scale. Yeah. Well, I, well, I have a whole drawer full of these. I just realized it just now, but. Holy hell, there's more of those chalk paints. <laughs> this one here, it was made by... Oh, I threw them away. I threw them away. Um, but they... Uh, these are rust painted finishes by Folk Art. And they're bigger jars. Okay? And I bought... They were on sale. And I bought them... Uh, they were I don't know, going out of business or whatever. I don't know what the hell. wasn't going out of business. They were just uh, AC Moore. You know, so when they're wrapping things up, I bought this stuff. One here is called Barnwood Tint, and it's supposed to give like a uh, a barn a barnwood color, and it, it just it's a, it comes out like paint. Okay, and it's for bigger scale stuff. I'm sure it does a miraculous thing if you've done like if you do like a a craft thing where you're doing. You know, um, a wood-made craft picture frame or something like that. I'm sure it would look awesome. Okay. On a model, no. Okay. This other one is called Rust. Paint Finish Rust. And it has – it's textured paint. Mm-hmm. It has it has textured rust flakes and stuff in it, right? And I thought, oh, this will be great. But the but the, it's got these big, chunky pieces of sandy stuff in it. And it doesn't – it's not to scale. It's awful. <laughs> so, I don't know what I'm going to do with it ever. 
And then the third one, of course, is another Barnwood. They have, I, I got two of those. Well, you can have one if you want one. And I don't want to do them. No, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one is concrete. You know, so like the AKE Interactive makes the concrete paint. Yeah. Well, uh, this was, I guess, full guards. I got two different bottles, a light and a dark. I did. Sorry if I got away from the mic there. A light and a dark, and um, they are concrete paint. And it's supposed to be when you – and it is. If you spread it out on like – if you spread it out on a piece of wood that's maybe, I don't know, a foot long – you know, for something you're making craft-wise, mm-hmm. woodcraft, um, and you put that on it, it's going to have the texture of concrete. If you put that on a road, in an HS scale road, um, it's going to have the texture of the roughest road you've ever driven a car on. Yeah. It's, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it is not... It is not uh, scale, whatever, whatever's the mix in there, the texture. It's it's too, it's out of this world. So, anyhow, that's it. That's my rant. That's all right. More more on paints. Uh, next but, um, one, Dazzy J. Any suggestions on types of kits that are good to kit bash? All kits. Oh yeah, are good to kit bash. Um, I know Casey's Workshops has a bunch that he's him and. Jason of Kitbash, I kitbashed a bunch of Casey. I kitbashed four or five of them into one build to make Columbo's breads. Um, my own little kitbash, uh, right. which that's a big build. I was looking at that just now. That's a huge building. You know, Jason Jensen also Jason did a monster kitbash. Foss models. Yep, Foss scales are good. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. all good. All yeah, of them are good. Yeah. I think maybe the only ones that won't be good to kitbash are like. Stations, yeah, railroad stations. Like, right, how right. You, how, like that one you built um, from uh, Carolina Craftsman Kits. That station, yeah. I don't know how you could kit bash that kind of thing. Well, you can't because it has a specialized, a special yeah. type of roof on it. You yeah, know? like those. So those are kind of odd. But if it's, I mean, a, I guess you could. But why would you kit bash a, a railroad station? It'd be different. Yeah, I mean, there was no purpose for that. But any, so when you look at a building to kit bash, any of them that have really, um, any of them that are plain kind of rectangular buildings are, right. you could buy two or three of them and take it from a plain rectangular shape into a kick-ass, odd, crazy shape. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and my kit bash of Colombo Breads and Jason's kit bash of those other Casey's Workshops kits are prime examples of that where... Uh, and if you look at any of Frank Varga's work with other kits, yep. those are all prime examples of good kit bashes because you just take what would normally be a still awesome building but rectangular and mash it together with three other or four other buildings and you end up with just like a crazy conglomerate of like weird nooks and crannies and off off roof lines and yeah all over the place it just and, and i think I mean, the, the coolest thing that you should do with a kit bash in my opinion to to achieve a really awesome effect it just is just me is mess with the roof lines yeah you know if you can have roof lines that have different pitches and they run parallel to each other with different pitch that looks so cool because you have one that has runs at a different angle than the other meeting each other yeah, I don't know what I'm obsessed with when people make cool roof lines like that. I love it. Yeah. Here's a, here's another tip. Um, kit bashing is great to do. Yeah, I, I mean, 
Um, and we talked about that. But here's the thing. Make sure that if you're kit bashing kits from two different manufacturers before Ooh, you do so, the scale make, sure, make sure that the scale of the size of them, because not every – And sometimes – For the, the most part, they're pretty close. Like I'll use, for example, I, I know for a fact that I was going to try – I'm trying to mix two kits together right now with this, with this build that I'm doing now. I'm a, a Carolina Craftsman kit and uh, the the uh, Fosco kits, when you put them side by side and you match them up windows and doors and roof lines and things like that, they're pretty spot on. They're very close. And so making uh, mixing the two together for kit bashing is a nice combination. Um, and there's other ones out there. I know that for a fact I did that Cameron Street Apartments. Mm-hmm. And if, if I put that up against some of the other buildings, let's say the – Here's here's what if I if I had the money to do so, um, and now that I've seen them next to each other, um, the I built the Camera Street apartments, and then I built that. You know, I kind of I kind of took some liberties with that and and the jut out on it. But um, if you take that kit and you take and you sit it next to the Metzger building. Um, they're very similar and they are to scale. Both of them match in scale. Okay. So the way they look and the size of where the windows and walls and doors and stuff meet, they, they match the floor levels match. They're, you know, they're multi-store build, uh, multi-story buildings and they're decent size. So they, they match matching, mixing two of those together would be a bad ass kit build, uh, a kit, kit bash, you know? Um, the other one that, uh, that uh, they have that's out there that's supposed to be the complement to the Metzger building. Um, I can't remember what I, off the top. I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. It's a newer building that he came out with. That one there, too, would be a good mix with uh, the Casey's Workshops um, uh, uh, Camera Street Apartments. So, like I said, there's plenty of those kits that are out there. That, that will match. But some of them, some kits, that although they are each a scale, are a slightly off in scale when you set them side by side in certain ones. And even some from same kit manufacturers when you stand them next to each other. I've seen some differences from, the, from another kit in the same, from the same manufacturer. Right. It's not big. It's on a layout, it won't be a problem, even if they're next to each other. But when you're kit bashing them together and you're mixing walls and things like that, it is important. So, so make sure that you're getting something that lines up. That's it. No, that's good. Um, I think we've done this one before, but we'll do it real quick. Scott Perry asks, "What makes for a good, interesting kit?" This is kind of along the same lines: uh, roof lines, interesting corners and and shapes. Um, breaking free of that rectangular shape, like plain rectangular shape. That's yeah. what I look for. I, I like that. I mean, um, I'm impartial to large, tall structures. Um, you know, more vertical space. Yeah, more vertical space going up, and then of course, uh, and and it, and it doesn't have to be super wide at the bottom. You know, it doesn't have to be a wide model, um, but some length to it, even skinnier would be great. 
but um, I like the taller buildings. Um, I mentioned my some of my favorite builds just in the last two minutes, and um, it's uh, you know they 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 have that large city type structure. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite kinds. They're I fun. Mean, I love that because there's a lot of things you can do with them. Right, and um, a lot more vertical space to play with too. Right, right, and you can change things from level to level. And any ro- and, any uh, kit with a cool roof sign. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, like on the Cambridge Street apartments, I built that that roof sign on top of that scratch, and um, yeah, and that one with Hedy Lamar. Yeah, yeah. And I had a ball with that, but you know, you can do that kind of thing, and you know, hey, if you're gonna put a, a a billboard on top of your roof, you don't have to make them square to the rooftop all the time. Angle Take them. Take Yeah, angle them so angle them. At a so point of or or at a angle the 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 roof sign if you know where you're gonna put it on the layout yeah angle it at another point of interest so right. that way when you're standing at another point of interest on your layout yeah. like say you have a really cool it might even be ten feet away from where yeah you're it could be like if we're looking up from our harbor up to the top yeah to the center it, of town. it could be it could be yeah. six or eight feet in a straight line distance corner to corner yeah. from that point of interest on your on your layout yeah but when you're standing at that one spot and you look backwards in the background that right. billboard's pointing right at it you and know if it's up high like that and, it, and you're photographing it yeah you'll get that it'll pop and it's it could be know? five feet away from your lay from your yeah. other thing but it's right. just it, it draws your eye away from it into other parts of your city yeah or, or other yeah. parts of your layout sure so yeah, I think that's a key, and that's a tip outside of the uh, looking for kits. That's just good. Um, a good artistic eye is just um, even if you've put it on your building already, not knowing where you're going to put it on your layout. Position that building now because you can't move the sign. Position yep. that building in a way where uh, something interesting is pointing at a direction of something else interesting on your layout. That way, your eye starts to jump around and look at other points of interest. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the next, but, what? Well, all, well, before you go next, mm-hmm. same thing with that, turning billboards, turning them at an angle to face, like, let's say it's on a street corner, or a busy street in the town, okay? And it's like an intersection with four buildings, one on each corner, mm-hmm. okay? If you face that at, at a, to that angle facing the intersection, uh, every you know you you think about that when you're in a vehicle and I'm driving down any one of those roads, I would be able to see it for the most part, you know. So you want to face it to your high traffic areas, right? That's what they would have done with the billboard. Totally. Never mind. Moving on. No, it makes sense. Uh, last one from Scott Horgan. Have you ever had someone ask you to buy something for their layout for them, uh, and they give you the cash so there's no the significant other would not see. Um, he said that it happened to him today. No, that's not happened to me. Never. <laughs> but we don't really, yeah, we don't really run into other people. It's kind of our own. Yeah. We're a little yeah, introverted. You give me money to go buy some stuff. I'm going to be buying the things I want to buy and you're never going to see that again. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I've never well, actually seen that yeah. happen. That's never happened to me. Um, so you'll have to give us more detail on that one, Scott. I want to hear what that was. Yeah, what 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 the ask was. Now it's interesting. I'm intrigued. So, that wraps up our patron questions. 
Yeah. Um, last, let's finish up with what music we're yeah, listening to this week. We what music were you listening to? Oh, man. I was listening to Tupac today. You really? Tupac. Old Tupac. Okay. I don't know much about Tupac. Well, that's your loss. Um, but I was listening to, it's always good to get a recent tier. Let's see. Um, the soundtrack of The Hangover Part 3. <laughs> what? Are you, what, are you, what? Yeah, yeah, don't, no, don't. The, the Hangover Soundtrack Trilogy, it was. It has all three of them. Okay. It has like like some of the music score, you know, like the, the actual music, the soundtrack from the movie. Okay. Oh. And, um, That's cool. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to another podcast on Model Reading called The Modeler's Life. Yeah. And um, I was listening to, and uh, and I, you know, I like listening to that until they start talking about train, 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 train to about my ears bleed. Yeah, and but they then, got some funny. They have some. They have a bunch of funny moments on there too. They do. They do. They're funny guys. I like listening to that kind of stuff, you know. But um, of course, I was listening to Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, and you love that and, thing. Uh, I do, and um, and I was listening to this playlist I have called Heavy Shit, and uh, <laughs> I'm about. To, I got about. It's not about music, but I'm I'm working on uh, something else with that same oh, title. Taka S M. I was listening to live live Metallica music. That so. just blew right over your uh, thought process. I'm sorry, right repeat there. what you said. I said I, I was talking. I said uh, you said you're listening to your playlist. I don't even need to go back to it. We're not even going to visit that. Okay. <laughs> I said it I'll once. I'm not saying it again. Monday. I'll listen to it Saturday when I. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, but uh, yeah, I think that's a wrap, man. You know what? Out of here for almost two hours. I know. I know. Yeah. Hey, I'm thinking about bashing. Uh, speaking of kit bashing, I want to bash a Walther's kit together. Oh yeah! I found one I want. Okay. It is. Get online real quick. I have a Walther's kit on my on my shelf here that I had to build. It's an Ashmore Hotel. It's like it's like 13 stories high. I haven't built that yet. Get on. Uh, get on. Get online. Yeah. And look up. Walder's Cornerstone Hardwood Furniture Company. Walder's? I think I know which one this is. Stone. Hardwood Furniture Company. Keep talking, man, because I'm a slow so saver. My idea here, when I when you get there, I want to tell you what I want to do with it. It would the be Furniture Company? Hardwood Furniture Company. Hardwood. It would be a big build. So my idea with this, yeah, oh, I see it. Yeah, is to stack it. Wow! So cut it on the second one. On the first hey, one, how much is it? It's only forty bucks. I know. Get two of them, and you. Two of them. Oh my you, god! That would be a beast building. It would be seventeen inches tall. Where the hell would we fit that? In the middle, right dead center of the city. And we could put this Ashmore Hotel that's 13 stories high right next to it. Yeah. Because it's beast too. So, and I put it, yeah. So, uh, I would cut the, on the bottom one, I would cut that top cornice off the top. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, I would make sure I matched the pattern up, and then I would on the bottom one. I mean, on the top yeah. one, then I would cut the first story off, right, and stack it so it wouldn't be seventeen inches tall. It'd be it'd be yeah. probably fourteen inches tall. It's on sale too. I know thirty nine ninety eight. Huh. That'd be monstrous. I'll do it. That'd be a cool build. And then we could put it up in the back, near the back of the city, or, I mean, I'm sorry, in the center of the city. Yeah. And we just eat up a ton of space. Okay. And then you have Ashmore, then we wouldn't need any more tall buildings. No. Plus, it's a concrete building, which we don't have many of. Right. All right. We'll go do something like that. Cool. But All right. I'm ready to go, baby. Let's call this one a wrap. It was fun. It was real. And it wasn't real fun. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't real fun. What do you mean? It wasn't real fun? I'm just f***ing with you. It's always real fun. It was just what? It was just what? I'm just, I'm, I just, I'll have to. You're going to bleep that one. Yeah. Oh, well. Mark that one down. I haven't had a bleep in a while. But, oh, yeah. uh. <laughs> you just said that. So, okay. Um, I'm usually that one that's always dropped that one. So, um, okay. Um, Y'all have a good night. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. That's it. Peace out. Later.